So today we're going to be going through uh, three different things. So today's title um, is called Mom's Calling. Mom's Calling. And when I think of Mother's Day, you know, many things come to mind. Uh, I think for the most part, I think of, of the mothers in my life. Um, you know, my mom, uh, my wife as a mom, you know, my aunts, you know, the ladies here in the fellowship, you know, all those, those beautiful faces zoom by my mind and all these ladies who've been given the their lives to motherhood being a mom uh caring of a baby in their body for nine months uh the delivery of the baby the pain that's involved with that and thereafter the care and nurturing of the child in the first few months and even till they leave the home you know it's tough i've seen it that it is tough for moms and i know it because i know some of your kids in the children's ministry i know they're tough uh, but in all seriousness, I, you know, I think the role that the Lord has given you is, you know, I, I don't want to say it's just, there's, I don't think there's a word that I can put that, you know, in a category, right? But it's so special, you know, to, to us and to the world, to eternity. It is, it is so special. You know, the one who's used to help grow that child from the time of conception to the time of birth. You know, the time you spent eating the right foods, um, you know, their body going through all kinds of changes. I remember my wife, she, she couldn't have, she didn't like onions one, one pregnancy, right? So in and out was off limits for us, and it was tough for all of us. You know, who doesn't like in and out We're all, you know, she has a baby growing inside her while complaining about in and out But anyways... Uh, but taking care of your body, you know, eating the right foods, foods, the doctor's appointments, you know, all the blood work, you know, the testing, the decisions not necessary for you, but for the child. Uh, you know, it's sacrificial. We all know that it's sacrificial. In other words, it's an other's mentality first for moms. So, so when Pastor Manny asked me to do the study, you know, I thought, well, what am I going to share? You know, I've done a few Father's Day messages and I felt comfortable challenging the dads here because I'm a dad. You know, I was real comfortable doing that. Uh, but I'm not sure how comfortable I am today with moms. But that's okay. Because um, I know the word of God is, is here for us, right? And to challenge every aspect of our lives. Uh, it doesn't matter who's up here, but the word of God is going to be um, looked at today. And all glory to God for that, right? To be able to, to, to glean off of that. Um, so I pray you guys are merciful to me, ladies. Um, but I wanted to share a few things with you, giving glory to God for your lives along the way. So a uh, few points. Um, Pastor Man would be proud of me. I did the H's today. So first is heeding motherhood, heeding motherhood, helping motherhood, and honoring motherhood. Uh, first verse is in Colossians chapter 4. So if you guys could turn there with me. I'll race you guys. So Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. And it says, And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. So the word heed in this verse means to see, to perceive, to discover, and to know. Here in the book of Colossians, Paul's addressing the church there in Colossae. In the last 
two chapters. I like how he gets to, like the, to the nitty-gritty and talks about different things like setting your mind on things above and not on things in the earth. You know, putting to death the things of the flesh, anger, wrath, filthy language, you know, not lying to one another. The character of the new man, tender mercies, kindness, humility, talks of the Christian home in chapter 3, talking to the wives, to the husbands, to the children, to the fathers, that everyone, and whatever you do, doing it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. That's in verse 23 of chapter 3. And at the end of the book, the Lord gives us this verse of heeding the ministry we have received from the Lord in verse 17. Pastor Chuck said this about this verse. Says, I want to say to you, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord and fulfill it. That's something that all of us should be concerned with, really concerned with. What is it that God has called me to do? I must be fulfilling it. And Jesus said, I must do the will of him who sent me. So take heed to the ministry that God has called you to fulfill. And I beg you to fulfill it. So as moms here today, I hope you all feel blessed with the calling that the Lord has given you. You know, I pray you don't feel unappreciated. Uh, I pray that you don't think you are, are um, failing as a mom. The Lord has given you what I believe is the hardest thing in the world to do. You know, raising kids, caring for his kids, and helping his kids. You know, one of the most important things you can do as a mom for your kids, take a guess, is to do what for them? Pray for them. You need to be praying for them. And I say need to be praying for them. Um, Without having that connection with the Lord, you know, I don't know how you're going to stay, and I was debating on which word to use for this, but without having that connection with the Lord, I don't know how you're going to stay right with these rugrats you have to raise. Because they, they are little sinners, right? Needing correction, needing love, needing so much. And the Lord has, has called you to be that person, mostly. You know, you have your husband. Husband has his, has his um, duties. But the mom... You know, it all stems uh, from your devotional life, like we talked about many times here, right? We say that a lot, but that's where the, the rubber meets the road. You know, if you're not talking with the Lord, if you're not having a relationship with the Lord, motherhood will be a burden. Motherhood will be a burden. Imagine if you're, you know, babysitting, you know, someone's kids and, and they're just being a handful, right? Total handful, jumping off the couches. You know, what kid jumps off couches? Climbing on the chairs, Right? And who would you call? Who do you think you would call if you're having a hard time with the kids? They're parents, right? These kids that you have here, they're the Lord's. So these kids that you're blessed to have, they're his. And I remember someone telling me and my wife really early on uh, when we were parents is that you're babysitting these kids. You're a babysitter. These are not your children. You're not the owner of them. Uh, You're not the owner of these little lives under your roof. You know, it took me a while to understand that, but I think we all can get it as believers, right? They're the Lord's kids. So so moms, you have been blessed to be the babysitters of the king, for the king. He wants you to raise them up to be like him, to be like him. Will you seek him for direction 
in caring for his children. You know, if you, if, let's turn to Philippians chapter 4. This is a great section of the scripture that will tell us more about on the subject of prayer. A few pages to the left. Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. It says, Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and my crown, so steadfast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Uedia, and I implore, you guys could say that name, Tzitzika, that's what Pastor Mark says, to be the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose name are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gladness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So the book of Philippians is a short book filled with with so much help for us in the lives that we live in today. Here in chapter 4, Paul is writing and mentions a few ladies who were involved in, in laboring for the gospel alongside with them. Apparently, there was a little disagreement of sorts between the two, and Paul encourages them to be of the same mind in the Lord. You know, in the ministries that we have called to, we are called to, sometimes don't go as smoothly as planned or as smoothly as we would like, especially in the home, motherhood. In the home, caring for kids, I know it doesn't go as planned. You know, in the teaching, some, some moms um, homeschool, even in the teaching like that, never goes as planned. Lord willing, does, but I would percentage-wise, doesn't always go as planned. But in caring, in the feeding, and the taking the baths, overall home life, right, all those things are a challenge, but we are to be rejoicing in the Lord always. Again, and I will say rejoice like it says there. Here, here's what Charles Spurgeon says about you know disagreements, right, and things not going as planned and rejoicing. He says, I'm glad that we do not know what the quarrel was about. I'm usually thankful for ignorance on such subjects. But as cure as a cure for disagreements, the apostle says, Rejoice in the Lord always. People who are very happy, especially those who are very happy in the Lord, are not apt either to give offense or to take offense. Their minds are so sweetly occupied with higher things. They are not so easily distracted by the little troubles, right? The little troubles which naturally arise among such imperfect creatures as the little ones are. Join the Lord is the cure for all discord. So rejoicing in the Lord always isn't some type of, and I want to be clear, some type of type of positive attitude, right? Or, or having your head in the clouds, so to speak, you know. But you have the confidence that God is in control. You have the confidence that God is in control. Whatever you are challenged with in your home as a mother, God is in control. You know, He wants to accomplish something through the circumstances of your life. You know, I know it's, it can be crazy, but who else should we run to as believers? And I know homes here, you know, close to me are, are going through many, many things. Praying and seeking the Lord and having peace that he sees everything going on. Not just in your personal life, but every life in your home, right? You will have peace and you'll be able to rejoice in the fact that God is in control. You know, I see it as simple as God wants to reach these kids as soon as possible, right? We, he wants them to be saved and have an eternal resting place in heaven. Moms, I believe you are the person who God wants to use 
to mold these kids in a way that they are taught and brought up in the ways of the Lord, to fear Him, to fear Him. And they will, they will uh, see how you are in the home, whether you are, whether you are godly, uh, what will you do when things get crazy, what will you do when, when life happens, and life is, you never can tell. Are you heavenly minded as a mom? Right? Do you take care of these kids in a way that they see Jesus in you? You know, not perfect in any way, but do you love them, you know, as the Lord does? You know, not, not seeing them for their faults, you know, showing them grace, giving them mercy and mercy and mercy and mercy and grace, grace, more grace. All those things, right? Verse 5 says, let your gentleness be known to all men, even the little people. Another word that it gives as a definition to gentleness is forbearance. Forbearance is patience, self-control, restraint, and, and tolerance. You know, I asked a mom close to me. You can guess who she is. I asked a mom close to me, what was the hardest thing about being a mom? And she, and she said patience. Having patience. Who agrees? Anyone agree? Patience. I agree. Um, it would probably make the top three, right? Made the top. But my heart goes out to you moms, again, knowing that this is extremely tough. You know, I think especially today to raise kids. You know, so many opinions out there, so many methods to raising kids, to chi- on how to child rear, you know, how to bring them up. Um, all you need is the Bible. All you need is the Bible, and the Lord will show you what to do and when to do it and how to do it. You know, on, on the patience, you know, um, if you don't show patience and if you don't, if you aren't patient with God's children, what will you eventually do? You're going to give up on them. You will give up. You know, I, I really could, would say that no mom wants to give up on their kids, but I think in different, different areas, uh, if, you're, if you could give up on them if you're not careful. Um, but the main reason you should keep working hard to, to rear your children is in the last part of verse 5. And it says, The Lord's coming. The Lord's at hand. You know, who wants the Lord to come back now? I'm ready. Bites, bags packed and everything. Um, but do you think your kids are ready for the Lord's return? Do you think your kids are ready? You know, first, uh, third John chapter 1, verse 4, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. No greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Not in any way saying that, that as parents or you as moms are 100%, 100% responsible with the salvation of your kids, no way, but don't give up on them. You are to be patient with them. doesn't matter what they say or what they've done. You share the love of God with them in action, in, in practical ways, and in your actions, and in your words, you will 100% help them in their decision to follow Jesus Christ. 100%. Let me read verse 6. It says, Don't be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. And what is the answer to worry? Praying. Praying again. Those things that concern you as a mother, those things that cause you to worry are the things you should be praying about. Uh, as you pray for, specifically today, your ministry as a mom, you, you trust God will take care of it. 
You trust God will take care of your kids. And as you continue to pray and seek the Lord for those children that the Lord has given you, he's going to show you different things, specific things that they need, different things that need to be prayed for. But you will hear from God those directions if you listen to him. You know, if you're not going to pray for them, who is? If you're not praying for your kids, who's supposed to be? And I pray that, that you take comfort in that statement that, that, that God's in control. And it's not like you just let go, right? That, that isn't the case. But as you pray and you pray and you pray and you do things for your kids and you listen to God and you put those things in action, those marching orders that he gives, you have peace, right, that God's in control. You know, I thank the Lord that I don't determine the situations um, people go through in my home. You know, I'm thankful that I have, that, that I have peace that God sees all. I don't have peace that I'm there. I have, have peace that God is there, right, and knows, and he knows the best for them. In the struggle and the bad decisions, who makes bad decisions here? In the bad decisions, right, that God will show himself through it all, and then that we, he would use you ladies as moms to point these kids to the Lord in those bad decisions that we will all make as kids. And as you point, right, you point them to the Lord, you will have that peace where you say, Lord, I'm pointing them to you. You know, don't point them to the world, don't point them to to the American dream, right? You see what this world makes people into, Right, it's, it's ugly. Not sure if, if you've noticed, you know, that this world is, is getting drastically more and more corrupt each and every day. You know, parents are pointing to it for fulfillment for their kids. You know, the making money, the good jobs, not that good jobs are, 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 aren't, aren't good, but that isn't everything. Moms, make it clear that this world will, will fade away one day. Make it clear to your kids that this world will fade away one day. Only the things that are done for Christ will last. You listen to the Lord for direction and he will show you amazing, mind-boggling things that you would have never known for your kids. Um, because all these kids are different. I mean, all my kids are just all crazy, but all different. All right, growing, starting with my, my eldest daughter, she was a piece of cake, right? Still challenging, but she was fine. And the next ones came, we're like, man, Lord, we need help. Right? But they're all different all can be trained right and reared and encouraged by the word of God. And as you pray, they all can be, you know, um, I don't want to say be saved, right, but have the opportunity to know who God's like, right, by the action that you've, you've shown them. I heard pastor, a pastor share this once on prayer, not, not, not prayer, but listening more. He says, I'm convinced that what God has to say for me, I'm sorry, I'm convinced that what God has to say to me is far more important than what I have to say to God. I need to listen more than I speak. And when you allow the Lord to do the work within you and within your kids His way, the peace will come. Right? Do, you, do you want a heart and mind that is guarded against what can do you harm? If you want that, that guard is the peace that the Lord gives you. You spend time with the Lord and talk and listen to Him. You know, Do what He says. And you will have an overwhelming peace that you will have um, done everything you can do for your kids. Does that job ever end? Never ends, right? You can always work. doesn't matter how old your kids are. Kids are out of the house. 
many, many opportunities you can have as a mom to still teach your kids, to still encourage your kids, to still love on your kids. It probably gets a little tougher than that, right? As they get old and they make their own decisions. And it's even more so that you need to be praying for them, that they make those decisions that honor God, right, outside of their home. A couple, a couple of verses you can jot down. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Titus 2.4, we're going to spend a little time on this later. It says that they admonish the young women to love their husbands and to love their children. Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary for edification, that you may impart grace to the hearers. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, it says, Be imitators, therefore be imitators of God as dear, dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. So we talked about heeding motherhood, like the call, right? Seeing what your duty is and how important the call of, of motherhood is. And now let's take a look at helping motherhood. The role of a mom is also to encourage and to admonish other moms in their adventures as a mom. Uh, I think it's a blessing. Titus 2, you guys can turn with me there. Titus 2, verses 1 through 5. All right, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. I'm just going to read this whole section here. It says, But as for you, speak the things which are proper for good, sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, and patience. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, and that they admonish the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. So this section here is usually kind of reserved for the teaching on wives, uh, kind of like a marriage study. But I think as a whole, it shows another task of moms in teaching others and admonishing the young ladies. Uh, and it's better and more productive that the older women who have been through it teach on a one-on-one basis to teach the younger women that the proper of the proper behavior of Christian women. Here in the book of Titus, you know, he, he was teaching there, but it was more of a task for the ladies in the church to teach the moms and to be teachers of good things. Matthew Henry said this on teachers of good things. Teachers of good things are opposed to teachers of, of things corrupt or to what is trifling or vain, of no good use or tendency, old wise fables or superstitious sayings and observances, contrary to what the God has called them to be. And older women may be called to on to do this, to be teachers of good things. So, so even in, in teaching others, right, and whenever we give counseling here, we want it to be rooted and grounded in the word of God. And as ladies, too, as you have the opportunity to encourage and teach young ladies, you point them not to maybe your own experiences, right, even though the Lord can use that, but you point them to the Lord. You point them to the Lord and say, hey, this is your... This is the, the father here, your father who wants to, to teach you things and wants to show you how to care for these kids. But you point them to, to him. You know, they were to teach a young woman to love their husbands and also to love their children, 
to love the people in their own household, to love the people that they saw the most, to love the people who probably hurt them the most, uh, to love the people who probably take them for granted the most. You know, like I've said, you know, I know moms have, have a great calling in the, in the position that the Lord has given them, and they can be used so much in their home. And the main motivation, like we've talked about, is love. To love the people in their homes will really, truly be given by the Lord. You can't find this. You can't find this love for all these sinners in your home. It isn't like you can't read it in a book, but the Lord's going to give it to you. The Lord's going to give you that love. And again, it's, it's, it's a calling. And in that calling, in the ministry that, that the Lord has given you, he's going to give you all the tools that you need. Plain and simple. He's going to give you the tools. Uh, they have this uh, supernatural. They're all, they're all Wonder Woman, right? All these moms here. Supernatural way of doing things, and one of them is showing love by the things they do for us every day. You know, they are to be homemakers, like it says here, very simple. They are to be at home, taking care of the home and all of its affairs. This is their, their occupation. And it's kind of a tough topic to talk about nowadays, but the Word of God hasn't changed, right? The, the world has. Many families are struggling because mom isn't home, because mom isn't home, but God knows what's best, and the most honorable thing is for women to be homemakers, um, Homemaker's definition is caring for the house, working at home, keeper of the house, keeper of the home, and taking care of household affairs. You know, the home is a priority for moms. Sometimes financially, women have to be in the workplace, uh, but I don't think that should be a permanent thing. Uh, Families should work hard to where moms can stay home. And ultimately, I think that's where the Lord wants them to be. And if they can't, the Lord knows, right? The Lord knows what your situation is. But I know it's hard for a mom to full, full to be a full-time mom. And I can imagine how hard it is even above having to work outside the home and also be a mom too. But either way, moms have the responsibility to care and love for their children. That responsibility doesn't go away. They have the responsibility. In the home is where that needs to take place. The word of God, oh, the word good is, is right there in the middle of this verse. And it says, as a kumina means benefit be a benefit. Moms and wives are to be a benefit to their family. They are to help and to be a profit to the family. In verse 5, it says that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Another translation of the Bible says, if they do all these things, it says that they will not bring shame on the word of God. People who don't know the Lord or, or people who may have, I guess, be against our beliefs, We'll look at all of us and the way we act and the things that we do and compare us to the world. And if there isn't a difference in how we act or the way we talk or the things that we're doing, they will have a reason to speak evil against the God that you serve. You know, the word blasphemy means to revile or to speak evil of. So we, we all have a great calling to represent Jesus Christ in every place we are and every place that we go. May we not give people a chance to insult or to attack the God that we serve. You know, I forgot to mention at the beginning that the word admonish in verse 4, it has a cool meaning. It doesn't mean just to teach, but it also means to restore someone, to control or to moderate, but to hold one to his or her duty, right, and to exhort earnestly. So there's an aspect of accountability uh, within the relationship of the ladies here in the church. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to take place, but if you see a young lady who needs help, who who sees young moms who need help? 
you need help. Help them, encourage them, teach them, right? Helping the moms in our lives too should be all of our concern. Um, moms need a break. If you see someone, if you're a husband here today that sits back and relaxes when he gets home, shame on you. If Shame on me when I do that. But we shouldn't, right? We, we, this, this lady here who we're supposed to care for and love as Christ has died for the church, and we, we have a blind eye to her duties and how much she works for the kids that, that, has been, that have been given to us by the Lord. Um, but, it's, but it's such a responsibility or, or a thing that's missed today. You know, acknowledging moms and helping moms. I mean, and I have to challenge the moms in your life. You know, are you trying to make their calling successful too? You know, letting her come to the Bible studies on her own or, or letting her out to, I don't know, shopping or something, right? Take a break to go out and relax. I can tell you, I can tell without a doubt, I know when my wife needs a break. I can tell. You know, it's not a bad thing, right? Um, we all, we all need some help, right? But in that calling as a mom, um, when I see it, uh, I need to react, right, and help. And may we all help motherhood in the world we live in today because motherhood is going away. Motherhood is going away in the world we live in today. Motherhood is going away. Kids are fending for themselves. Ladies, you will be a mother till the day the Lord takes you home. Take advantage of every opportunity that the Lord has given you to minister to your kids, doesn't matter if they're a day old, right? I remember my mom, I remember my mom, my, my wife, at, out of the womb, she would whisper in their ear, out of the womb. And every opportunity you have, doesn't matter how old they are, they are still within the Lord's reach, right? Doesn't matter if they're, they're beyond high school, right, and being rowdy or whatever, you pray for them. Your prayers and your supplications to the Lord will help them. The words you speak to them, the gentleness you show them will never be in vain. Every kind act you make towards your children will never be in vain. Psalm 127, verses 3 and 4, and don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. So these kids are like arrows the Lord has given you. Send them out prepared to obey and to listen and to fear the Lord. Send them out with the fear of God. Is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing, right? Because once they leave your home, I remember when I left my, my, my parents' home, I was like, yeah, do anything I wanted. And to my detriment, I paid the consequences, right? But when you have the fear of God, you, you, you can't run from him. You can't hide from his presence, right? He's there all the time. And when your kids know that, Lord willing, they will make decisions that glorify his name right, and bring honor to him. That, they, that way they don't make those bad decisions. But when you put the fear of God in them, right, it's a good thing. You're like, fear, no. Yes, the fear of God. You put that in them, you plant it in their hearts, and they will... Um, Make good decisions that glorify him. So we talked about heeding motherhood, the calling the Lord has given you, helping motherhood, teaching and admonishing others, and now honoring motherhood. So honoring your mother is being respectful in work and in action and having an inward attitude of esteem. 
for the position that the Lord has given them. Right? The, the Greek word uh, honor means to revere and to prize and to value, giving respect to them, no matter if you disagree with them right, or not, agree with them or not. They still should have your honor because of their call to be your mother and everything that they've done for you. Children of all ages should honor their parents regardless of whether or not their parents deserve it. Let me say that again. Children of all ages should honor their parents regardless of whether or not their parents deserve it. The Lord commands us to honor them, to honor mothers and fathers. He values the honoring of parents enough to include it in the Ten Commandments. Right? And let's turn to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, we'll read verse 12. It says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which Lord your God has given you. It says the same thing in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. So the commandment here is the only commandment with the promise attached to it. Uh, you will have a long life as your reward if you honor your mother today. As we look at moms today, I don't think anything gets on my nerves more uh, than when I see a child disrespecting their mom. You guys see it in the stores and so forth? You want to just grab the kid by the collar and teach him a lesson? Uh, but I've seen it they, they in different forms, right? Not just verbal, but also in action as well. Um, yelling at their mothers, hitting their moms. The, the, those kids need a, a nice correction from the Lord, if you know what I mean. Even adult children talking down to their moms. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even need to know the the circumstances, or even know the person, uh, circumstances of the relationship, or anything. You you need to honor your mother. You have a child not honoring their mother, and it's it's wrong. It is wrong if you're not honoring your mother, and it's a sign of the times, right? The Lord has showed us in Romans one verse thirty has all these things, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, adventures of evil things, and disobedient to parents. Second Timothy verse, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and unthankful and unholy. So Solomon, the wisest man, gave direction in the Proverbs for children to respect their mothers. In Proverbs 1, 8 and 9, it says, Hear, my son, your father's instructions, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. So Jesus, again, being our example as well, was obedient to his earthly parents while here on earth. That was in, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 51. So one commentator said that we should seek to honor our parents in much the same way that we strive to bring glory to God. In our thoughts, words, and actions, 
For a young child, obeying parents goes hand in hand with honoring them. That includes listening, heeding, and submitting to their authority. After children mature, the obedience that they learned as children will serve them well in honoring other authorities, such as the government, the police, and employers. So moms, as you teach them to love the Lord and to fear Him, and the Lord teaches them to honor you, right? That honor and that respect they have for you will teach them as they get older. You see all these crazy young adults, right, disrespecting whoever they like. But as, as they, and as you teach them to honor you, fathers, as you teach them to honor their mom, this will be a good thing for them, right? Uh, finding a job, right? Doing what you're told. It's all going to be a benefit for them as you teach them to honor their mother in any way. You know, I, not to use my sons as an example, right? But I will. Uh, but they're big, right? They're big already. And, and a couple of times I've seen my wife, you know, trying to pack up the stroller all by herself and they're, they're chilling in the back seat. I'm like, hey, she should not be doing that. And that, that's a form of honoring your mother, right? Anything you can do for them, right? You, you honor them. Honor your mothers is good for you in the long run. Remember earlier I asked a, a close mom uh, to me what the hardest thing about being a mom was? It was patience. And I also asked her what the best thing about being a mom was. And she, she gave simple examples, right? The thank yous, right? The hugs, uh, the kisses on the cheek, um, the words of thanks from her kids, bless her. It's not much, right? It's not much that we can do that for our moms. I heard on the radio also a, a mom was sharing what, the, what she likes most, best about um, being a mom. And she said pretty much the same thing. She gave an example of dropping her kids off at, at school and she would open the, the minivan door and each one on the way out, they would say, I love you, mom. I, I love you, mom. You know, without, without any hesitation of, you know, who's around. That, that blessed her. That, that made her day. So, you know, she, you know, moms, you know, I'm, again, like I said in the beginning, I'm not sure if we can, we can express how much we, we appreciate everything that you do. It's, a, it's one of the greatest callings that the Lord has given to anybody in this world. Being a mom, raising up these kids, right? Everyone here has been raised by a mom in some way, shape, or form. So I want to encourage you that, that the Lord's with you, right? Pray and continue to pray for your kids. There, I know there's some that are lost, but the Lord's arm is not short to reach these kids. You know, as you pray and ask the Lord for wisdom and how to do that, he will show you beyond a shadow. Of I, I am confident of that. And you, and you wait on the Lord for him to do a miracle in the life of your kids. Amen? And so we talked about the mom's calling right, heeding motherhood, helping motherhood, and also honoring motherhood. And I pray, mom, moms, as you go, that you are blessed today, that you are spoiled beyond belief. And I pray that all of us here that are honoring their moms today, I pray you do your best to honor your mom. And today's, uh, um, it seems like it's gone by so fast. Today's the, uh, I guess, the, the anniversary of the passing of my mother-in-law. It's been three years, but it landed on Mother's Day. Um, so keeping them in prayer, it's still tough, right? 
Uh, but my father-in-law uh, sent a, there's, they're sharing pictures and so forth of, uh, of his wife. And he shared this little picture of, and it had a candle on it. And I, I just wrote the, the top, thing, top line that said, don't let this candle burn out. More or less speaking of motherhood, right? To continue it. Don't let it burn out. So I pray that you guys, you ladies as moms, know your calling and you take it to the max because, you know, these kids, they need it, right, nowadays. And I pray as you seek the Lord that he's going to do a work. And you don't let that candle burn out on motherhood. You seek the Lord and the ministry that he's called you to and you'll be blessed. Amen.